Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. John Shedd said this, A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are made for. How often do we feel that life is really tough? It is, isn't it? I personally have found great joy at times, but I think most of life has been really difficult. Today, I'm excited to say, is episode number 50. 50 weeks we've been together on Shades of the Afterlife. And as I took a little walk down memory lane of my mind, I look back to the day I got the call from Tom Dan Heiser, who's the producer of Coast to Coast AM, who was working with Julie, the president of iHeartRadio, to create this show. And they asked me, and I was so honored, and I still am, but I realized that it's been in my toughest times that I've had these breakthroughs, these aha moments, these miraculous things happen. And so the thrust I want to say right now is no matter how hard your journey is, stick with it because like a rainbow, there's a pot of gold at the end of it. And I don't mean financially. I mean, as a journey of a human being, going through the toughest times really has the power to set us on our soul's adventure. Even when you look back in your life in the most difficult times and feel that sense of accomplishment after something really tough, you don't get that from the easy things. You really don't. And wherever you are in life right now, if you were to look back and have a replay on your life, you too would see that the biggest soul growth comes from your toughest times. For me, I think back to the mid-90s, going through a tremendous fear of dying, one where I couldn't sleep at night, I'd wake up in the morning and be the first thing I thought about. And where did that seed get planted? I'm not really sure. My mom seems to think that when I worked in the nursing homes, back when I was 14 years old, I would volunteer and my first jobs actually were around senior citizens. While I was there, I witnessed a lot of people die. There was one lady that gave me all of her cookbooks, and they she left them to me in her will. And so I saw a lot of people die. 
And when we're young, we don't have any fear of anything, do we? No, I didn't mind roller coasters. I didn't mind anything. I would just go for it. There was never any fear that something bad would happen. But as we get older, things change. And perhaps everything just got planted in my subconscious mind about life, about death, and it just all blew up. And like I said, in the mid 90s, having this tremendous fear. And I remember the first book that I got was the Tibetan book of living and dying, because I knew that the Buddhists believed in reincarnation, and I wanted to know more. The book really helped me. It opened my eyes to not only Buddhism, but also other religions, the thought of the different things that happen to us in the afterlife, and more importantly, things about living life. And it left me with a thirst for wanting to know more. I grew up Catholic, and although I heard many stories of why to believe in the afterlife, just having faith wasn't good enough for me. It didn't quench that fear. And so seeds were planted within yours truly about going on this journey to discover proof of the afterlife. Now, looking back, from where I am today, it is hard to go back to those days and really feel all those feelings. Because I think as human beings, we get used to what we have now. For many of us, we're here today because we have lost someone. And although they're not lost, they are in heaven, in the afterlife. That's an expression we use. We've lost them to this life. We've lost their body. We've lost the ability to have hugs with them and hold their hand. But they are very real, very real. You know, when we think of the technology we have now, our computers, checking our email, our cell phones, it just feels like we've always had them. But think about in your own life and going back to those days where you had a rotary phone, you know, or we had to use a pay phone at a gas station if we wanted to make a phone call. I still remember when my dad told me about the GPS or sat-nav, as they're called in other parts of the world. I couldn't imagine that there was this technology that gets us wherever we want to go, that we just put in an address and it would talk to us and let us know how to get there. You know, it was crazy. It was so futuristic. But now we have them on our phones and we think nothing of asking Alexa or Siri where to go. And she tells us how to go to our destination. The impossible becomes possible and it becomes regular. I'd like to read you a great quote by Arthur Schopenhauer. All truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. So that's where we are right now with our technology, that we've always had it. You know, there's kids being born within the last 20 years, and they don't know what life was like before having cell phones. Can't even imagine. If you're a little bit older, I'm in the mid-50s, I can remember eight-track tapes and cassettes and talking to my parents. You know, they remembered when the first television came out and how exciting that was. Before that, people were circled around a radio. 
in the world of the afterlife, we are going through the first two stages, I think. Even for me, I wouldn't say I'm in the third stage, accepted as being self-evident. I know for some of my medium friends that have been mediums for 25 years and over, and they're used to communicating with the deceased and giving medium readings all day long, they're used to it. So it's all self-evident for them. But talking to people about the afterlife, I think one of the biggest fears we have about sharing is we are afraid of being ridiculed. So it's that first stage. Not only that is the second stage, it is violently opposed. When I first started being on interviews about my book, We Don't Die, I said yes to anybody who wanted to interview me. And I had the true belief that what I knew would convince anybody of the afterlife. And so I said yes to everyone. So I was very lucky to be a guest on shows like Coast to Coast and some others. However, I remember one show in New Zealand reached out to talk to me. And of course I said yes. And it took me having to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to be a guest on this show. And the night before I had woken up, I was so excited. I just woke up in the middle of the night and I decided to tune into this radio show. I could get it on the internet so I could listen. And the radio show host had said, tomorrow night we are going to hear from a woman who believes in the afterlife and made some kind of comment about how he was going to ridicule me and no way that anybody could convince him of the afterlife being real. And in that moment, it hit me, talk to people that want to listen. Don't try to push it on others. And to be honest with you, did I get on that radio show? I did not. I also learned the lesson by having a radio show host hang up on me. I thought it was an accident. While I continued to listen to the show, he did hang up on me on purpose because he didn't want to listen. I was being ridiculed. He said nobody had any proof of the afterlife. It hurt, but for all of us to know that it's a normal stage that people ridicule and violently oppose, I know in my heart that the science is out there, the technology is out there, the people are out there, that this conversation is going to shift and people will know the afterlife is real. I mean, everybody. You know, I always say this example that years ago, people believed the earth was flat. And of course, back then we didn't have technology and we weren't able to talk to others about it as quickly as we do now. But the conversation shifted that people know that the earth is round. I know throughout my quest that it's well over 70% of the people that openly believe in the afterlife. I think it's actually more than that that do, but that fear of what people will think actually has us stop sharing about it and not tell people about it. I'm excited to say that Soon, by the beginning of next year, we're going to have a documentary film on Sonia Rinaldi. Sonia is the one who captures pictures and videos 
from people in the afterlife. I'll tell you a little bit more about that after the break. I know we discussed her on show number one. There's so much more that's been happening. But I want to use this episode as a milestone. Number 50. For me and for you, it's a journey. It really is. But taking a walk down memory lane and knowing some of the things that happened to me might help you on your journey as well. Because wherever you are at this very place as you listen, there's been a lot of hurt. There's been some tough things that have happened. And wouldn't it be great to know that everything that's happened up until now is really setting your soul up for a magnificent future? So we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We are here on episode 50. We are rejoicing in 50 episodes. We're going back to the past. We're talking about the present and a little bit about the future. So just before the break, I was telling you about Sonia Rinaldi. She's in Brazil and she not only has been researching the afterlife 
for well over 30 years, she has been recording electronic voice phenomena in a very interesting way. Plus now she's getting videos and pictures from the afterlife. So let me explain. When I first knew about Sonia was back on my discovery back, I think it was 2005 or 2006, I went to an afterlife conference hosted by Tom and Lisa Butler, who wrote the book, There Is No Death and There Are No Dead. Their main theme is electronic voice phenomena, EVP. And they talked about this woman in Brazil named Sonia Rinaldi, who created a very interesting telephone. And I was so intrigued. And at that time, Sonia would work with parents and she would have a chair for a parent a chair empty for the deceased child. And she had a sound, gibberish, I'll call it. It's the sound of chopped up human voices. And she would play that. She would have a parent talk to their child as if they are sitting in that chair. And when she played it back, instead of hearing chopped up voices, they would hear the child's voice answering the questions. So to me, I was so intrigued by this. And Sonia has only given this away. She has never asked anyone for money. It's been a love and passion of hers. Anyways, just incredible. Never did I realize that it was 2018, I think, that I actually met Sonia at the Afterlife Research and Education Institute's annual symposium. I found out that she wasn't just recording voices, but now she's been recording pictures. And at that point, she would have her camera set on television station that was just showing static. She didn't see anything as she was recording it live, but when she replayed the video and she went through frame by frame, Each second you film on your iPhone, say, has 32 frames within it. Well, within those frames, there would be faces. And not just faces that look kind of like a person, but they were pictures that actually were a person. As time went on, her technology changed. And one of her latest experiments is something she calls the Milligan Project. And she had this dream to have four independent projectors all projecting static into a clear, really large Easter egg mold. She'd go through each second of the film into those 32 different frames within it. And lo and behold, there would be faces. As time went on, she would work with a parent and film it and you'd not only see the face of the child, but in some, you would actually see almost like a video. You would see them start with just the face and then you'd see it turn into a smile. Parents were blown away. This to me is the number one reason we have to believe in the afterlife right now. I really wanted my dad to come through. So very quietly and just to myself, I put in that request to dad, who is in the spirit world and just said, is there any chance, dad, that you can go to Brazil and get your face on one of these images that Sonia produces? Every so often, Sonia would send me some pictures of unknown people. And there was one that kept coming through that 
really reminded me of my dad. Close, but not 100% until one day she sent a picture that had come through and it was my dad. I have almost the identical picture, but the picture I have is when he was young and healthy and in the Air Force and he was looking straight at the camera. Her picture of him, almost identical, but he wasn't looking straight at the camera. He was looking at the side. She sent me the 22nd video clip of this clear Easter egg with just static. And then you can see the face transform and then the face disappears. One of my dear friends, Robert Lyon, is a film producer. And we created a Kickstarter fundraiser plan to do a documentary on Sonia. Now we did that a couple years ago. The problem is COVID-19 hit. So Robert has filmed scientists talking about this experiment. He's filmed the parents and the pictures of the children as they lived and the pictures that came through through Sonia. And the final part was to go to Brazil Because to a skeptical mind, we're always thinking, is there a way that she's controlling this? Is there a way that she's manipulating pictures and making this happen? One of the things that really pointed us to this being the truth is that this woman only gives it away. She lives on a very small income. This is her passion. Thankfully, Robert just came back from a trip to Brazil, and he was by Sonia's side doing various experiments, capturing these pictures of loved ones through her different experiments that she does. If you'd like to see the preview for it, you can go to We Don't Die Films. and just see kind of what the work is in progress. And remember, I told you about that Schopenhauer quote about all truth passes through three stages. First, it's ridiculed. Secondly, it's violently opposed. Third, it's accepted as being self-evident. I think about Sonia's project and what she's doing as something that young minds will see, young minds that know about technology. You may or may not know what the first cell phone looked like. It was this big, heavy box, and there was a cord that was attached to it that you could make phone calls. So it wasn't exactly cordless, but it was mobile. You could bring it with you. And to go from that, and then remember the flip phones, and then now we hold in our hands something that can get to every bit almost of history and information in the universe we hold right in our hand. I believe that when young minds can watch Sonia's documentary and see what's being done, you know, even old minds too, you know, (laughs) we only get better as we age, don't we? But that people will take where she is and they will work on it themselves. And in no time, we'll go from the clunky old cell phones to holding all of universe in our hands. And I do believe the same thing will happen with the afterlife. And I think it will happen on our lives. I really do. More and more is happening. When you think of how many people believe in the afterlife right now, how far technology has gotten. And it's only a matter of time. There are people who are working on a soul phone right now. And ideally, same thing, it will be something where we can communicate. Just like we have different cell phone providers, we could have different soul phone providers. You don't know.
One of the important things about believing in the afterlife is knowing that our loved ones go on. They're happy. They're well. They're healthy. They're perfect. They can create their reality very much like we have here, but they can do it with their minds. We know for ourselves, if we take a moment to close our eyes and visualize something, if you were to visualize your favorite vacation spot, for me, it's sitting on a chair in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, brewing a cup of coffee in my room, bringing it down, watching the sunrise watching the sky turn from dark black with stars in it to that pinkish color and orange and then blue. And I can see the fishing boats on the water. I can hear the sounds of people setting up their things that they're selling on the beach, but I can be there in my mind. And when we transition to the other side, We create it in our mind, but it is as real as you and I are experiencing the world right now. So our loved ones are fine. They're happy. They're healthy. They're well. They live in a different dimension that we do, a different vibration where there is no time. Often I get questions that people don't receive a sign from their loved one. And it's difficult because we all want to. There are reasons we don't, like sometimes our mind is too busy and we can brush off a feeling or a thought of them or a memory as just our imagination when it really could be them. But also in their world, in the world of spirit, there is no time. So for them, they can see us, but it's just a blink of an eye and we'll be there with them. So it doesn't occur to them that many years have passed, they can see what we cannot see. They can see the bigger picture. And so it's a very hard concept for our minds to grasp this idea of no time. And I don't think our minds are designed to understand it. If you look at life from the quantum level, and I'm looking at my hand right now, everything we are made up of, cells, molecules, and then right down to the atoms that make us up, All we are is invisible, vibrating energy. It's a very hard thing to grasp. It's actually impossible to grasp. And also when we think of the never-ending universe continually expanding. For every grain of sand here on planet Earth, there's a thousand stars like our sun. So mind-blowing to grasp. And for each one of those suns or stars, there's could be planets around them. So it's said that there could be hundreds of billions of planets like ours out there. So our mind and who we are is not meant to understand the big picture. So sit tight, we're going to keep this conversation going. And I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are celebrating episode number 50, taking a walk down memory lane, looking at the past, the present, and a little bit of the future. So back when I was investigating the afterlife, the biggest thing that moved the needle for me and gave me confidence that we go on is mental or evidential mediumship. I had flown very secretly out to California to take a three-day course, a retreat in mediumship. The first experience I had when I didn't know any better was the instructor told us that we weren't really doing a medium reading, that we were just to use the power of our imagination just for practice and to create someone standing behind our partner. So we each had to get into pairs and I didn't know anybody there. And with my eyes closed, I invented someone standing behind my partner. And I told this lady the story that she had a grandfather. I heard the name Jan in my mind. I said, his name is Jan. He's from Denmark. And I told her that he was a fisherman in Denmark, that he had a big gap between his two front teeth. He had blonde hair, blue eyes, and I saw him puffing on a cigarette. I just got that feeling that he died of lung cancer. I got the feeling it was her mom's father and that he never told this lady's mom that he loved her. He was just a real tough parent. 
I opened my eyes after telling the lady what I invented in my mind's eye, only to see that she was crying because her grandfather's name was Jan. He was a fisherman in Denmark. He fit the description. He died of lung cancer. And she had a very loving mom, only because her own father had never said, I love you. So with that, I got the bug, you know, that this was real, that the afterlife was real. The problem that happened to me is the next time I tried to do a medium reading, I was wrong. There's this phenomena that happens when we're afraid, when we doubt, that side of us shuts off, that side of us that is tapped into everything. Why it worked in the beginning is because I didn't know any better. I was told just to use my imagination, and I was right. When people work psychically and mediumistically, it's done through our imagination. Just as I could picture and you can picture your favorite vacation spot, we can allow the spirit world to work with us through our thoughts. So for anyone who's feeling that they haven't gotten a sign from their loved one, I want you to re-look at that. Have you had a memory pop up into your mind of being with them? Have you thought you've smelled their cologne? Have you ever been driving and you just felt like your loved one was with you? They're all very subtle signs, but they are signs. We get so caught up in our own technology that we miss them. I'm not alone in this. I spend a lot of time thinking about past things, future things. I have a to-do list every day that I never finish everything. It's just impossible. Also, I get carried away on Netflix or looking at something on the internet or maybe a little too much time on Facebook. Yes, I'm human too. But it's those times where we can quiet our mind and be present. And sometimes you're just in the zone. You know, when you go driving and you think, oh my gosh, how did I get from this point to this point? I don't even remember. Well, we were in that zone. And that zone, that quiet place in our mind is where they come in. Very often, I am in our Thursday mediumship class that we hold online with the great mediums, Philip Dykes and Carrie McLeod. And in the privacy of the breakout rooms that they do, we trust the agreement is whatever comes into our feeling or comes into our imagination, we are going to verbalize to the partner we have. I was working with a woman and I got this vision of a old lady, grandmother, wearing an apron, making spaghetti and meatballs. I got the image in my mind of Toto from The Wizard of Oz. I kept hearing the phrase, I'm Italian, but I'm not off the boat. So I didn't really know what that means. When I opened my eyes and I talked to this woman, she said her grandmother indeed was Italian. She knows her always from wearing that apron. She loved her spaghetti and meatballs. She had a dog that looked just like Toto from The Wizard of Oz. And she would always say, I'm Italian. I'm not off the boat. I took an airplane. That was her favorite thing to say at parties. So that is just a little sense that we have this mediumistic capability, but it takes exercising it. It takes learning about it. It takes trusting our skepticism 
will shut down that psychic and mediumistic faculty that we all have. And it's important if you're interested in this to know that if you look at a pie as a whole, and that's our psychic faculty, that's our soul being able to reach out, whether it's to to another person or to somebody in the unseen world, and to really trust that the feelings and images and voices and information we're getting is really them. Mediumship is just a slice of that pie. Instead of working with a human being that's still living, we direct our attention to the world unseen. It's pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating. If you want to come on a journey with us, we have new students in our classes every month online. Where do I want to go next? You know, if you've been listening, that I have also done electronic voice phenomena, and that is recording voices from people that no longer walk this earth. There's a lot to it if it's something you're interested in. I say go for it. But one thing, no matter which way you want to research the afterlife, is stick with it. I can imagine our loved ones and they get somebody who's got a tape recorder or is using their telephone or their computer to record sounds of, say, the shower running or rain. They're excited to do it. And then they try it once and it doesn't work for them and they give it up. Our loved one does not get all the information in the universe just because they transition. They don't. There's a place called the Halls of Learning that they can go and they can learn things, but they too have to practice them. My little grandmother was not technology inclined at all, so it would make sense that she may not want to get involved and try to figure out how to put her voice on my recorder. Somebody like Steve Jobs, who invented Apple, yes, he's working with scientists in the unseen world, probably with Sonia's experiments down in Brazil, but be committed to it. We human beings, when we pass, we're still us. We still have our personalities. And so if you say you're going to show up on a certain date and time to do your experiment with them, do it. Don't just say this is a figure of my imagination. I'll do it another time. The same thing holds true if you are taking time every day to quiet your mind and to ask your loved one just to move close to you. You can certainly do that. Important to quiet your mind, pay attention to your breathing and slow down and just ask them to step closer. Ask them to maybe put a kiss on your cheek or on your forehead, or just walk closer to you. See if you can feel goosebumps or the hairs on your arms stand up when you can get that subtle change of energy. They are willing to work with us. They love us. They want us to be happy. They want us to live life fully while we're here. And they'll be the first ones to greet us when it's our time. But electronic voice phenomena is something you may want to research and try. That first weekend that I spent with Tom and Lisa Butler and in the privacy of my own cabin, while I was thinking I was just recording the sound of raindrops and what was on it is, good night, Sandra. Good night. Good night. Good night. As I was imagining my aunt and uncle and my grandmother and grandfather with me in the room. I went on to do thousands of recordings, actually, and 
I got to a point where I would work with other people, again, like Sonia, just giving it away, just to see if I could really pick up the voices of other people. It takes some time to do it because like learning a foreign language, it's a new language of trying to listen for voices within the sound of background noise. So for instance, if I was recording raindrops, my ears want to really focus on the raindrops, but it's this art of setting aside the raindrops and really listening in. Is there anything else there? So I've heard dogs barking. One man that I had worked with, his sister was deceased. I saw her in my mind's eye with pigtails and a big smile and dark hair and freckles. And what was recorded was, Hello, Billy. Remember the game we used to play? Remember Clue. And Clue was a game they played together. I remember one lady who her dad passed while she was in prison And she never got to apologize for whatever she had done and never got to say goodbye. On the recording was, I love you, Deirdre. So easy to talk now, easy to breathe. And Deirdre told me that her father had died and he had a tracheotomy and he would use one of those devices held up to his throat to talk. Our loved ones are alive, my friends. Whether or not they've given us any big, grandiose sign, they still exist. What probably joins us today is that we've all experienced loss and we are desperately looking for evidence that they live on. They do. And I'll give you every bit that I can so that you know that. Time for a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about tapping into your own inner wisdom and your guides that work with you. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. 
Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are celebrating episode number 50. And just a shout out to our friends at iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM for making this show possible. And a big thank you to you, whether this is your first show or your 50th. Thank you for being on the ride with us. It is my biggest dream to give you every bit of information I have about the reality of the afterlife so that you know your loved ones live on, that they love you, that you will see them again. But most importantly, that while you're here on this journey called life, that you go after your dreams, that you have love. Someday you will close your eyes one last time here on earth and you're going to open them and you will be surrounded by your loved ones cheering you on and you'll realize that we don't die for the life of us. There's just no way. Even our precious pets will be there to join us. One thing that does join most of us is experiencing grief. If it is your grief and your death of a loved one that brought you here today, I'm sending you a giant long distance hug. It is a hard thing to go through. And the only way to the other side of grief is to go through it. So they say what you resist persists. So when you have moments that you need to cry, please do so. Our brain, our being is readjusting to a reality without our loved one. Love, if we can compare it to a drug, is something that is so addictive in a good way. But unfortunately, when our loved one passes, we no longer have that. And we go through the worst withdrawal period ever. So be gentle on yourself. Please take me up on my free offer to either read my book with chapter 10 about grief or listen to my audio book. If you go to wedontdie.com and you scroll to the bottom and you join my email list, it says you can read a few chapters of my book. Here's the secret. It's the whole book. If you'd rather listen you can go to the store at wedontdie.com, scroll down, you'll see the audiobook. use coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E. If you can do anything like journaling, going outside, getting some sunshine, listen to your favorite music, or be with some people, your biology needs time to help refuel those neurotransmitters, they're called, to help you be whole and healthy again. Just like a car has all kinds of fluids it needs to run, we have these different neurotransmitters and they get almost depleted when we are grieving. And that's what's responsible for the pain, the sadness, the repetitive thoughts about guilt. So I want to talk a little bit about these beings that love and support us in the unseen world. We can call them our friends, our guides, 
Our loved ones can even be part of them. I don't think it's important to know exactly who they are, but however they work, they can really give us some support in our life. I took a course. One of the exercises that we did was to slow down, pay attention to our own breathing, and imagine this divine light that's inside of us. And I imagine it in my belly. And you know, when you look at the water and the sun is glistening off of it, and it's that really bright white color. Well, for me, that's what I imagine. And the more I relax, and the more I slow down my breathing, I imagine this white glow just grows within me. This is that divine spark. This is the divine nature that we all have. And I actually imagine it leaving me and filling the room. And whether you want to call it God or the universe, the title isn't important, but to imagine another glow. And I imagine for myself, the glow like the sun, that it's coming in through my windows and it is just so bright, like my bright light, and that these two lights join together and that they merge. In that stillness, I just rest. Now, if I have a question for them, or if I have some topic that I'd like some clarity on, what I will do is have a book or my computer in front of me, and I'll write down the sentence of whatever that may be, whether it's a question or a topic that I want to know more about. And the instructors would always say, in the beginning, it could be 99% Sandra and 1% the unseen world. And in time and in practice, the words you'll find will start giving you goosebumps. You'll realize that you're not the one that wrote them. And so for me, I'd write a statement or a question or a topic. And then I do this practice of just slowing down the deep breathing, imagining my light and then the light from the outside and imagine them merging together. And then either opening my computer and having my fingers on the keyboard or with a pen in hand, not in a place of thinking, but more in a place of just allowing, I would let my hand, write the words that come into my mind. They might come one by one, but the idea is you're not looking for them. You just allow them to come. And what I want to do is just read to you a couple of things that I had done when I was in this class. So this first example is one of the ones that I had done with no instruction. There wasn't any question asked. The art of man resides within him. Storms of torrent winds arise, ocean waves of glory. No fear, no doubt. Hear the screams of fury. The wrath of man is all. Yes, the smith of wooden bowls, the wreck of ships from old. Steady in thy path as you go into the waters of your soul. The direction is unknown to you, dear girl, but trust we know the wind, the seas, how to set your sail. Your job is to keep the ship afloat and follow our command. We are trained officers and a mighty crew. We have the course plotted out. We are invisible, yet wise to the open seas. There is a light of God that leads our path. We continue together and do not worry about the storms. You, my dear, are our body 
and our voice here on earth. You are mightier than you've ever known, and you are not alone. If you ever knew just how many of us there are with you at every moment, you would never be fearful again. We love you, dear girl. When I wrote that, I literally just wrote down the words that came into my mind, and it was only after, by reading it, that I saw the full picture. And they are very profound words. In the beginning, it seems a little sketchy, a little random, but I just trusted, and the more I just continued on my deep breaths, the more that flowed. So I'd like to read one more to you. This was an exercise that we had done with a partner. The partner had to write down a question, and I wasn't allowed to see the question. So I did the same thing, blended my light with the divine light, and only to find out that the question that the person had written down was, what is the meaning of life? This is what came to my mind in the words I wrote. Night and day are two sides to one thing, as a coin has two sides. The magic within each and every human is theirs to be discovered and savored. Like the coin, when you look at it, there is one meaning. Flip it over and you see something entirely different. Which is right, which is wrong. To see only one side of a coin, it is easy to have an opinion. In fact, you think it is the truth. The person seeing the other side of the coin sees something completely different, which becomes their truth. Of course, the answer is to realize that it is only when you recognize that there is a coin you are viewing can you see the two sides and the importance of the two sides. You can feel the compassion for the viewers knowing they may be simply ignorant of the coin in total. The answer does not lie within to the question. It is the viewer that enjoys life and gets to discover that for him or herself. As life progresses, you see and hold many coins from many places. The coins represent your situations, difficulties, opportunities, learnings, and people. To live your life looking from each side of the coin and being caring to see the views of yourself and others, to see the situations from the views and emotions and growth from each side of the coin, then to lift yourself up and realize that you are not the viewer, but you realize that you now possess a large bag of coins. These coins Those learnings are what is important to your soul, my friend. You come to earth with an empty purse. At the end, you depart with the perfect amount of coins for your earthly life. That growth and wisdom is your purpose for life. Enjoy it and don't be so fast to judge others as they too have a bag of coins to fill. So, This is the end of the episode, number 50. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's left some spark within you 
to tap into your divine nature, tap into your friends in the unseen world. And was that my guides speaking? Was it my own soul? Who knows? Did both of these readings make a difference in my life? Absolutely. If I can do it, so can you. But it starts with a quiet mind. I want to remind you that our home base is wedontdie.com. And there's so much going on, including our free Sunday gatherings with a mediumship demonstration and plenty of weekly courses. I'm here to support you. I'm here for you. And please take me up on my free offers. I'm Sandra Champlain, and a big thank you. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.